welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hey, howdy, hey. And today we're talking about volume 10 of Kaguya-sama Love is War. And before we get into the discussion, talking about the characters and the comedy and the romance and all that, uh, mm-hmm. I would just like to wish Chika, Fujiwara, and Yu Ishigami a happy birthday, because this episode oh, is going yeah. up on March 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but how both dare you have the same birthday as me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that i think we learned that in volume t- five i think at the end of volume five at some point i think i can't remember which volume but uh i think yeah funny how they share a birthday and that we're actually releasing this episode coincidentally on their birthday <sighs> so yes uh this time around i think we'll go the, the usual order through the characters so let's start with kaguya shinomiya she starts thinking, like, at, at one point in this volume, she starts thinking that she might have waited too long for Miyuki to confess his feelings to her. Uh, it's the chapter where they do the 10 yen coin game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, at the beginning of that chapter, she has those kind of worries that, ooh, maybe I've, like, maybe I've waited too long with this and, like, maybe he he's moved on to someone else or, like, something like that. She kind of has those worries. And I thought it was very fitting to have, or, or like, for her to... Or, Basically, for Akasaka to show her having those worries right after the chapter, uh, which was like Maki's big introduction mm-hmm. chapter. Because th- I think mm-hmm. that chapter dealt a lot with that kind of thing about being too late to get your crush and all that. So I thought, I thought, I thought that was an interesting little continuity thing. And also, but, but also just in general, for Kaguya to have those feelings was interesting, I think. Uh, one one thing I'll say about this volume in general is a lot of the chapters flow with each other incredibly well. Not to mm-hmm. say that the previous volumes weren't doing that, but for example, you have the uh, group date thing that happened towards the beginning, and that yeah. kind of flowed to you know continuous like two chapters. But then the consequences of that happen, you know, a few chapters later, and then you know they have the whole uh, group date thing. So it there there are moments where the repeatedly past chapters are bought, brought back and things that we learned about someone else is, is a, again brought into play. So I, I think for me, that's what made this volume so, so great is mm-hmm. all the, you know, continue, well, the, 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 the flow really just how good it was. Um, and I think Kaguya herself was no exception, just see, seeing her handle the whole group day situation. And then, and then that moment you, you mentioned just now. Right, right. So one thing that I that I noticed for me is, or, or I actually wanted want to know if you think the same thing. Hmm? When they're in the first chapter, when they're taking the garbage out, Miyuki's trying to figure out how she feels about him. It, it kind of comes off as to anybody else to be flirting, right? So because not because not only are they talking to each other, but they're also complimenting each other in different ways. Um, yeah. Like you're pretty or you're handsome. And so, I mean, this is kind of more normalish things, and they they both like freak out about it afterwards. Um, but they never had this kind of honest honesty, really. Well, yeah, at least not directly. They've had it indirectly, um, but not to each other's faces with these exact words. So I, I don't know. To me, it was kind of nice to see them both. Um, not necessarily how they feel, I guess, but basically tell the other person that I find you attractive. Right, exactly, exactly. Because there was one, po- one point, 
I can't remember when or exactly what the situation was, but there was an earlier point in a previous volume where they also kind of started showering each other with compliments. Um, but it was a in a different way because I think this one was, uh, I mean, it, this one, this one wasn't purely physical, but it was mostly kind of, or at least to me, it felt like it was mostly about kind of what about their looks do they find attractive kind of, mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like more and more of a focus on that. And I thought that was, that was interesting. I, th I thought it was, it was nice. And obviously, well, Kaguya, obviously, uh, you, you know, she uses her. Uh, calling ritual, ritual. trick, mm -hmm. uh, and you know because without that she would have been like probably yeah. uh, fainted, <laughs> you know. Or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really nice to to see that uh, from from both of them really. Yep. And I think for me the biggest the biggest like kind of, and I think probably for anyone I I, I would assume for anyone who who read this volume, um, the biggest thing from Kaguya that was the phone thing. Mm -hmm the whole, like, the, the last two chapters, basically. Uh, which actually, um, speaking from the anime side of things, uh, the last two chapters, the phone chapters, are the only two chapters from this volume that were adapted into season two of the anime. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? Uh, no. However, like, based on the fact that they've gone out of order before, I, I'm holding out, like, hope, and I, in fact, I believe that they will take several of the chapters from this volume uh, into season three. So was Maki not even introduced, really, in the season two? Not really. Like, she appeared, huh. like, uh, making the comment about, like, oh, those two are always flirting with each other. Like, right, that, right. that part was, was there, but, like, nothing really more than that. Hey, okay. <laughs> wow. I was just yep. thinking to myself, some of these chapters like, well, man, can't wait to see this animated. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, basically, season season two basically only goes up to volume nine, except for the last two chapters of this volume, which are also part of season two. Uh, to be fair, those are, you know, some precious moments that they have. Mm -hmm. And it's a, I think it's a good way to end it uh, in, in a season like that. Yeah. And I actually was wondering, like, wow, if they if they did all the way up to ten, there's a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> yeah. So now it makes a little more sense that they would have skipped a bit more. Huh? Interesting. Well, right. um, I I I'll, I guess that's all I'll say for now on that. But right, and yeah. and I guess with that in mind, now you have read everything that is covered in the second season. In case you want to watch that at some point, <laughs> uh, so you can watch it without getting spoiled on anything at this point. Uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah about the phone chapters um i really felt for kaguya when uh you know when she lost her phone or when or when mm -hmm. it when it broke and i thought it was so sweet how we also kind of saw at the beginning of that chapter how her background image in her phone was a picture of all of the other four student council yeah. members it was so sweet to see how she actually has them there like every time she opens her phone she sees all of the four of her student council member fellows um just like a little detail that i just really really liked um but then obviously at the end of the chapter when her phone breaks like man i really man i i uh, kind of sort of sort of teared up along with her there <laughs> even though it's just such a little thing and she says it herself like man why am i getting so emotional over this like whatever but but it is it was such an important thing like the memories she made with them are were precious and not having them those memories documented anymore i totally relate to that being a sad thing yeah i, I, t I totally get it and 
you know, for her, obviously she wouldn't be thinking clearly that, oh, I can just get these photos again somehow or, or mm-hmm. just get more photos or something like that. And so it, it was nice for her to come to that realization. But I also, yeah. uh, it also shows how, how important to her those moments were, even though they were just so small and minuscule, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of some Armin uh back on titan talking you know. yeah without going too much in depth but yes i actually thought about that as well <laughs> anyway um yeah i didn't say anything spoilery right. no no no, anyway, no. Anyway, it's, all, it's all good <laughs> uh, no but but seriously uh it, it was really nice to see that i mean i think we knew it would be important to her and she had very sentimental reasons for that phone mm. and it's hard change is hard sometimes but I think when you have friends like these guys, you yeah. know, they, they, they really help you get through that. And in the end, she has even more pictures now, even more memories exactly. with her and, and Miyuki and then the other guys. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I, I'm, yeah, I was really, really happy to see that. And also uh, going to when she was in a bit of kind of despair, you know, she went out of her way to choose the phone that Miyuki has, mm-hmm, yeah. um, which to Hayasaka was kind of like, whoa, that's a totally not you move. I mean, <laughs> sure, go for it, but what's happening? And then she she herself asks Miyuki for his line info. So, right. I mean, obviously she's depressed, but at the same time, because she's not worrying about that kind of stuff, she's able to do things that she really wants to do. <laughs> yeah. She always totally. wanted to do. So I don't know. I, mm. I guess it's more, I guess it was more of like a joke and understand her psyche. But at the same time, it was, it was interesting to see her just be able to do those things she would normally find embarrassing. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially like, first of all, yes, I, I agree completely with that. Like from Kaguya's personal perspective, it makes a lot of sense. And it's also nice to see it in that mm. kind of way. And also kind of from us, from like the narrative point of view, I think it's also nice because we basically had that battle already about asking about the other person's line info. Uh, so like we had already kind of seen that battle and how that would play out. So I, I for like that's with, true. With that in mind, I enjoyed that they just kind of cut to the chase <laughs> in this. Yeah, one. yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, totally. And about the photos that she got, like you know, when everyone started sharing the photos that they had and stuff like that with with everyone in the line group. Uh, the two two other photos that I thought was were especially nice were that apparently apparently you took a photo uh, when they, they when they were in the taxi looking at the fireworks. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was such a nice thing. And also uh, either you or Chika, I would guess maybe you, although it definitely could have been Chika as well, uh, took a photo of Kaguya and Miyuki when they were gazing at the night sky together. Yeah, uh, so that's like, a good shot. Those are pictures that Kaguya definitely didn't have before. Um, that I think she is very happy to have now. For sure. Yeah, and yeah. I, oh, man. <laughs> I was just saying, it would be really nice to see some of those pictures, but I know, obviously, that's kind of like, it may, may be going too far, but still, it's really, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's so see. nice. And I, I really liked in this, uh, in this volume as a whole, I felt like um, the student council is really getting more and more tightly knit and like mm-hmm. just as a friend group, and like I think that this part of it, like when they're all sharing their pictures together and uh, joining joining up together in this line group, I thought that was uh, one of the good moments with that. I thought it was so so sweet. And and how how all of the the entire student council like was there for Kaguya 
in that moment when she was just and like everyone you know understood that she was feeling down for some reason and they were they were there for her and that was i really like yeah such great friends and they were there for her for for like in the exact right way as well Mm -hmm. Uh, and because they know her so well again because i think the narrator made, made a point on that like uh how they kind of acted as like usual which to some might seem like the wrong thing but in this situation it was exactly what kaguya needed yeah before carrying on with that point i just Hmm? i i know maybe this isn't i'm not sure where to put this 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 thought right now so i'm just gonna put it in kaguya's moment that that smile at the very end when they take that picture is one of the best smiles yes so so great and she's so happy (laughs) um yeah so yeah i yeah, I think that was that's a gr- such a great way to end it all and a good picture. Absolutely. <laughs> I like what Mew- what Muki here did where he just, you know, he created a group um then and there for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um and it without without being like obvious, you know, uh oh, we need to help her get pictures whatever. You know, they just created the group, and it, it helped her get all all her memories back, basically. Um, yeah. So, again, n- n- more <laughs> score for Miyuki there, but uh, still, it's it's just nice to see how how much they support each other and understand each other. Totally, yeah. And and about this last picture that they take, you know, with the smile sensor, I thought it was really cool how they kind of tied that into the into the cover art of the, of the yeah. volume, which, by mm-hmm. the way, is one of my absolute favorite uh, cover arts for uh, any Kaguya-sama volume. It's great. I love seeing, like, all, all five of them there together is awesome. And how mm-hmm. they, <laughs> in, like, the very, very last page, we kind of see Chika trying to get them all to, to do the mm-hmm. pose that they do for the cover art. It's really sweet. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> so, Kaguya and Hayasaka make the claim that they're both kind of warped in their thinking and right. and who they are. Um, so it's very interesting in, in the sense that uh, they, you know, they both feel that they've been kind of molded a certain, a certain way, you know, to think or act a certain way. And so that just got me, got me not only thinking about Hayasaka, but also Kaguya. I mean, mm. we've already established this, you know, she's been, at lack of a better word, bred to behave like a perfect you know bridesmaid or whatever you know yeah i mean we learned this volume that she had taken like a bride's course or something like that when they Mm -hmm. had the cooking thing yeah that's true so it's just you know it's it's interesting for them to you know say it and kind of acknowledge the fact that they're both kind of different um Mm. but also that kaguya acknowledges the fact that they're basically her and the Hayasaka are basically sisters in that sense as well. So yeah. anyway, I, I like that, that moment between them a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that as well. It was so, so sweet. So nice. And like how they, you know, they got each other's backs ultimately. And even though mm-hmm. Hayasaka may have done something that wasn't, you know, <laughs> super great of her, perhaps, you know, Kaguya, even though it was something that she kind of did to her, Kaguya still has, you know, understanding and she's not mad with her. She's not upset. Exactly. So, yeah, I like that. Although I gotta say about Kaguya, she, I feel like in each volume there's some sort of stalker or pervert joke or something. I think she's like <laughs> inching closer. She better be careful. <laughs> oh yeah, with the the dancing thing, like previous volume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and in this one, she's 
she basically dressed up as a stalker, really. Yeah. Or, or, but... <laughs> well, I mean, she stopped herself. She's she made the comment. Right. Yeah. She 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 was very like even even when she was basically unrecognizable, probably. Uh, she, even then, she didn't want to do it because just in her heart, she felt like this is wrong. <laughs> so I think that's a good sign that she won't cross the line. Oh, I know, I know. Although, I mean, I guess, I don't know. She she has, you know, she can take some pretty drastic measures sometimes. So who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't have anything else on Kaguya. I think that's it for me. Cool. Then let's uh, move on to Miyuki Shirogane. Uh, you already mentioned the idea that, or the the thing that he he waited until Kaguya got a smartphone in order, like, to before they he started created like a student council line group, mm-hmm. which is just, I mean, such a Miyuki thing to do, like, basically yeah. wanting everyone to be a part of it, and I mean, especially I think with Kaguya because obviously he's mm-hmm. crushing hard on he's her. Probably the, you know, he's, he, to him, he's like that's the only reason why I would make the group is for her. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Uh, I mean, yeah. He, he, anyway, it was nice. It was nice to see yeah. that, and like, I guess this is this isn't about Mikoina right now, but I thought it was a nice little comment from her, like, or it, funny sort of mm. how she she kind of expected them to already have a group, and like, <laughs> she she thought she was being left out of it, <laughs> which obviously she would she would never be left out of you it, know, especially no, with Miyuki, Miyuki as yeah. right. No way. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What what I liked from Yuki here is his t- moment with Hayasaka uh, where he basically calls her out for having a mask or not being her true self or something like that. Yeah. And he makes the point that when he first talked to her, he could tell that she, she wasn't being her true self, which I don't, I don't remember when reading that volume. I don't remember him ever saying that or, or even, I don't remember thinking that, that he thought that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's you know it's interesting to hear him say that. It makes me realize how more, or much more perceptive, and maybe good at telling if someone is sincere or not. He really is. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah that that was nice. But you know he didn't really judge her for that per se. But he was also trying to get her to be comfortable with herself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought that was like that, that was really nice. And how he also more or less rescued her from that pushy mm-hmm. dude at the group dates place uh, yeah. was also a really nice gesture. Like even though he was already kind of on his way out, he still you know he came back to to help help I out. Yeah, I mean, like I say, he, yeah, he was very much aware that she didn't want to be there. Right. So yeah, it was it was good of him to come back and get her out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he's a he's such a hero to everyone. I feel right. Like he has saved like most of these characters in one way or another. Like he mm-hmm. saved I in this chapter. He saved you in the previous or volume. Right. He he saved you in the previous volume, and he saved Miko in volume seven on the mm. stage there. And like, I guess Kaguya and Chika. I don't know if he's rescued them, but yeah, it depends. I mean, I, I mean you could you could debate that he rescued Kaguya with the fireworks stuff. I mean... Oh, 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 that... dude, I actually, I thought about that when I started, like, this whole, <laughs> talking about this whole thing. <laughs> uh, but yes, absolutely, yes, exactly. Uh, I guess not so much Chica, you're right. Right, That that's the that's... one that maybe he hasn't saved her. I have a point somewhat related to that uh-huh. when we talk about Chica, though. 
So, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, apparently Miyuki sucks at rapping. <laughs> but we saw that apparently Chika started teaching him. Yeah. With like, like just like a pass by little panel was really funny. I thought. Oh, so funny, and she... especially with with Kaguya's commentary over it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, well, it also kind of the lead up to it because during that Hayasaka and and Miyuki chapter, mm. it, 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 we have that revelation, and but Chika's getting like these cold chills of like something's coming, kind of a, kind of a yeah. thing, or you know, or PTSD or whatever. It's I don't know. It's mm. it's just was great build up, and it wasn't necessarily. You know, showing in a chapter, of course, if next volume shows the chapter that, I mean, whatever, that's cool. But mm. I, I think it's, it it doesn't need to be shown. It, it, we just see it here, and I think that's good enough, and it, it's a good joke in its own right. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> we've seen her teaching him things so many times right. now. And so just with that one panel, it's just, it's so funny. And, like, she even has, like, the slave driver headband. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, about Miyuki, we also saw him, like, later in the evening on the karaoke chapter. Uh, he mm-hmm. stayed, uh, like, and to, sing, to, to sing karaoke all by himself. <laughs> Poor Miyuki. <laughs> oh, like, that's one of the saddest things, probably. <laughs> yeah, man. Singing karaoke by yourself, man. So sad. <laughs> this may be jumping the gun, but when Maki... To talk to him. I won't, I won't go into detail mm-hmm. because I kind of want to save it for Maki's part since, you know, it's kind of been building up to that. So I'll give her <laughs> time. Yeah. Uh, but it is interesting that Miyuki, I think, kind of relates to her in how she's handling her current predicament, her situation. Mm. Um, you know, he kind of he says some things like, oh, this sounds familiar. Or uh, I, I've, when Ishigami kind of mocks her or pokes fun at what she's doing or you know berates her with logic if chica was here um mm. <laughs> it's miyuki's kind of like oh i feel i feel i should be hurt here or something so he's obviously aware of his own pride and i mean we've i guess we've established before but it, it's interesting to see miyuki kind of you know re- relate or understand that i i'm kind of in the same boat yeah kind of as as this person Right, anyway. because I feel like she, like, Maki, obviously, again, without going too much in detail, she is, like, the third character in the series introduced to have that kind of mindset where they're basically too proud to confess their feelings for mm-hmm. the other person. Because, I mean, that that is, especially, like, in the first two or three volumes, that was, like, basically nailed in, sort of by the narrator, that Ooh, love is war, the person who confesses their love first is the loser. And for the longest time, really, the only characters with that mindset were uh, Miyuki and Kaguya. Because everyone yeah. else, like, no one else really thinks about it that way. Uh, until now, we got Maki as well, who sort of seems to have a similar kind of mindset like that. Yep, yep. Uh, so I think that's interesting. I think that's all I have on, on Miyuki. All right. Let's move on to Chika Fujiwara. My favorite chapter with her is a chapter that I think should have been called Shokugeki no Kaguya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but uh of course She's it's not so freaking hilarious <laughs> basically how she keeps thinking that the ingredients in the dishes are fancier than they really are <laughs> and like that, that that was like probably my favorite part of that chapter 
Oh, it was so good. Even though like you knew it was coming, but just just how it unfolds and everything is just so funny. <laughs> and then how how Ishigami kind of like plays along with her, and then she just yes. kind of freaks out. Like, Why did you not? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just kind of want to see where you're going with it. Right. <laughs> Whatever he says. Oh gosh, <laughs> love it. It, re- yeah. it reminds me. Uh, sorry to jump anime, but it reminds mm-hmm. me of uh, Konosuba and how Aqua would react to something. Um, kind of crying and yelling at Kazuma or something like that. But anyway, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that's totally. funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, Chiga was just hilarious throughout this whole volume. Um, she had so many funny moments, and and I like, I liked uh, the game she brought up. I, mean, I guess it's I've never played the game before, but maybe it's a fairly popular game. Right. Yeah, the ten yen um, coin game. Uh huh. But besides that, it's. So here, here's my point that I that I wanted to mention is, hmm? she's she's really just comedic relief at this point. She she still is like she, everyone else has an interesting mm-hmm. character development, and, and and maybe I maybe I expressed this before, but but I'm di- I'm just getting more and more, what's the word, not disappointed, maybe frustrated, in in that. There's, I guess, nothing there to expound on, and, yeah. and you know what? Maybe, maybe that's just her character, and maybe I just have to live with it. But at the same time, I, f- I feel that if you are a Chica fan, and all you're seeing is just her being, you know, a silly airhead, with you know some of her, I mean, she ha- again, she has her moments, and she's great at what she does. Like she's a great, you know, comedic character. But I, I, I want to see, you know, I want to see Miyuki save her in some way. I want to, or I want to see her, you know, have a moment of growth. And yeah. we still have a ton more volumes to go, so it's definitely possible. And I'll be so happy to see it if it happens. But you know, right now I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to need more from you, Chica. Yeah. Uh, so she may have, I think after this chapter, I'm, I may have to put her down, lower on my list because she's kind of mm. become one-dimensional. Yeah, I actually definitely agree. Like, of of course I love her, because there's yeah. a lot to love with her. But, as you said, like, there just isn't as much depth to her character as there is to all of the other main characters. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's why she is lowest on my list, at least out of the main characters in the story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I also, I'm really holding out for, you know, some more character development from her. Yeah. For sure. I mean, for the longest time, I, I was saying Chica was my favorite, and you know, we we were—I think you were even saying that you enjoyed her much more in your second read or this read through. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how many read throughs you've done, but <laughs> no, th- th- this is only my second read through, actually. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. So your second, your second read through, and I still agree with the fact that th- we were finding things, and you know, th- there was there was some sort of growth, and she's much more than just than than just the dumb airhead. Um, that they kind of sometimes portray her to be, mm. but we've gotten to a, we've gotten to a point where so many volumes and chapters have passed that, you know, okay, where is is there sort of any sort of payoff or any sort of depth to her besides what we've already seen? And I, I at this point, he's like, yeah, not not really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I, I mean, in the early volumes, where I feel like that was where I especially kind of saw her in it slightly like a, a little bit of a new light. Mm-hmm. was in the early uh, volumes where 
I, I feel like we had some interesting discussions and kind of speculations about her and what her home life could be like and what her, you know, basically what what's going on inside her head. We had mm-hmm. some interesting stuff about that regarding to, regarding her, but I feel like it's been a, been a while now since we got anything like that from a volume. To be fair, that's when that's when she was being introduced as, as a character. So there were still some new things to to unfold and whatnot. True. But yeah, true. now now we're just kind of <laughs> been a bit redundant with some things. It's still enjoyable and still hilarious. I again, for sure. <laughs> she, she, I understand why she's best people's best waifu, best girl. I I get right. it. Yeah. And you know, uh, obviously she's hot. Like that's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, aside from last volume where she had the whole war with Kaguya over Miyuki, which I thought was a great, a great moment for her, uh, just mm. to be a little different. Uh, yeah, we just haven't had a whole lot. Anyway, sorry right. to beat that over the head multiple times, but um, <laughs> that's just. Something that I really care about, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely understand. Uh, but yeah, I think I just one little last thing I wanted to mention about like the 10 yen coin game is... Oh, sure. Um, well, actually, this, is, this isn't that much related to her, but I felt like this is the best play to say what I'm saying because she was kind of the in, instigator of the 10 yen coin uh-huh. game and, um, and that whole thing. Obviously, it was a nice, nice game, a fun game, and... For Chika to suggest it and to know about it and all that is fun because, you know, she has this fascination about romance, even though she herself doesn't seem to have any romantic, romantic interest for feelings. anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but it is, it is still something that she's very excited about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. learning what others think or feel. Mm-hmm. But basically, my, my favorite thing that we got out of that that game was for you and Miko to both kind of learn that everyone else at the student council actually appreciates them being there. Yeah. That was a really nice thing that came from that game. You know, we had that whole volume for Ishigami, Mm. and I think we were just talking how, oh, you know, he can at least feel more at ease that he can move on with his life and, you know, Mm. he can be friends with people and, and whatnot. But at the same time he still has these moments of maybe low self-esteem or even depression that kind of make him wonder, does everybody just hate my guts really? Or something yeah. like that. And to be fair, even with great character development like that, you sometimes people have moments like that. Of course. And, hmm. and obviously this is for, again, for comedic reasons, but it's not out of the, out of the realm of possibility that he would be kind of down on himself like that. Yeah. To, especially for a high schooler. I think to some people that might get on people's nerves. Like if you were, especially if you constantly ask, hey, hey, do you hate me? Or am I being annoying or something like that? <laughs> well, now you're being annoying. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I guess there's like a certain degree of uh, caution and, and tact behind that. But mm. uh, at the same time, it, it, again, for both of them, uh, Ishigami and, and Miko, it was good. It was good to hear that. Yeah. And I guess we can move into talking about you, Ishigami, since well, we're... Or or do you have anything more on Chika? Well, well, not Chika, but since you brought up the game, like... Right. Oh, yeah, well, and... I, I guess we, we can talk about the game from you, Ishigami's, or, or anyone else's uh, perspective. I think, actually, I think I am going to go into Ishigami because... Cool, cool. <laughs> when we had... When Chika brought up the romance part, obviously she's, she's interested in that. Hmm. 
we know that she doesn't have any romantic romantic interests. So yeah. she's definitely one of the people who had tails, right? Tails was this no romantic interest. Yeah. Uh, so that leaves only one other person who has nobody they're interested, and then three other people who are romantically interested in someone. Yep. It's safe to say that Miyuki and Kaguya, for whatever reason, felt like they needed to answer honestly, right? Mm-hmm. So that's two. So that means yep. there's one in there who has a crush somewhere. Indeed. And based on the clues that we've gotten in this volume and from last volume, <laughs> I think I think it's Ishigami. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not anybody in the student council, I don't think. I think it's the senpai lady girl um, who originally uh, gave him switched contact information with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Tsubame. He said he said Tsubame's name in this volume. Indeed. Uh, earlier on, so clearly it's a name that he's thinking about. So that's that's my guess. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe Miko will surprise us and actually be the one, but. I, I think it's Ishigami at this point. He seems right. to be the one who's more actively searching for a crush. Yeah. Um, based on this volume as well, I think uh, I think you're right based on this volume. Because I also took note of that, that, first of all, yes, one other person besides Miki and Kaguya is in love with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, or is at least romantically interested in someone. And uh, and as as you said, when you was trying to protect Miko's secret, uh, you know about the earbuds thing, uh, he did mention Tsubame Koyasu, uh, as you know it, the way he put it, it made it seem like maybe it's some something like that. Uh, obviously not, definitely like that by itself isn't necessarily like a a clue or right. c- crucial. But yeah, there was actually a third part in this volume as well oh, where I really? think uh, they're they're. Could, could could be seen as as a, a piece of evidence to this, which was where when uh, they, when they were when they were talking to Maki, uh, we learned that oh. you, he has been thinking recently about doing romantic things with someone who has more experience than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we know that she's an upperclassman for him, mm. so maybe he see he he has this this these thoughts that oh she has probably been in relationships before and. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, so she's gone to Disney World through someone. <laughs> yeah, what, right. What us? Okay, I won't say it. But. <laughs> so b- basically, I think there is enough evidence to, to assume this, to that 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 he has a thing for, for Koyasu. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and I, I was happy to see you pick up on that as well. Yeah, I I have a feeling Koyasu is going to have more to play. And actually, to be fair, I I did, I don't. I mean, I don't know what story plots are coming, but. I was ordering volumes and I saw her on one of them in Amazon recommended. I was like, spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, just, but then I was thinking, okay, well, how will she play it? I mean, this anyway. but at the same time, this is, this is before, this is before I, I, well, okay. I read this volume and then I started ordering things. So I had already, I had already read the volume and was thinking about that. And that's hmm. when I saw her. But anywho, um, <laughs> Going back to when you mentioned his fantasies when they were talking with Maki, uh, hmm. it's it's interesting that I guess it was more jokingly, but he he kind of made it seem like yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of into this uh, the 
the cute tsundere types, you know, or, oh, yeah. or, some, or something <laughs> like that. Right. I don't know. I, maybe that's <laughs> maybe maybe he kind of has a, a soft spot for that, um, but I I don't see him trying to get with uh, Maki anytime soon. But right. I could be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> in the chapter with him and Miko, when she's listening to stuff in oh, the yeah. earbuds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> first of all, that's probably my favorite chapter in this whole volume. Oh, my gosh. Personally. So uh, it's, funny. It's a chapter that I, I, I've, I've been, like, looking forward to, basically. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Huh? And you're telling me this chapter is not animated. Well, I mean, not yet. I, I, as I said, I think. Well, I, I, I understand. You know. that's 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 not. I'm not asking about the future. I'm asking about now. Right, it's right. It's not animated. It's not. No. That is so disappointing because I <laughs> this one I was looking forward to so much because ah uh, the uh, the awkwardness <laughs> and the hilarity of it would be so great. I know. Uh, I know. I know. I was also when the second season was coming out, this was also like a chapter that I had been so excited to see animated and, mm. and, you know, acted out. Uh, but anyway, um, in that chapter in, cause we know that chapter is mostly use kind of thought monologues. Mm-hmm. And one part of it is like this and I'm going to read it. It says, Oh, he thinks Miko is too weird to fit in at school. She gets good grades, but she has no social skills. She's got a one-track mind that can't take any detours. That sounds just like you himself, except for the thing about the good grades. Except for that, <laughs> it's basically a description of you, Ishigami. I thought it was really funny. Obviously, it, it's a description of, of Miko as well, but that just goes to show how similar they are. So you, you think Ishigami's mind can't focus on other things? Yeah, well, I think the previous volume was kind of a... A proof on that at least young young ishigami and i don't think he's changed as much as as the previous volume kind of made him out to i mean obviously he has grown but maybe not, not drastically i don't think basically mm. him his like his idea of justice and how he can't really like when when ogino was you know right. doing all these bad things he beat him up which he shouldn't have done but his mm-hmm. his like strong sense of justice kind of felt like he he deserved that, and there wasn't anything you anything else you could have done really in that instance. And I I think that's kind of a, a sign of sort of a one track mind mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see I, I see what you're saying. Hmm. What what I what I took from this um, besides you know uh, that is how earnest he is in protecting her. I mean, at the very, I mean, right. at the very least he could just let her be embarrassed. I mean, he, in the end she was, but just let her, <laughs> just let it happen, you know, yeah. and he could just have a good laugh at it. But at the same time, he's, or, or, or instead of that, he, he, he's got, I gotta, I gotta protect her. I gotta, gotta do something because she can't, she can't do it. Or, <laughs> I mean, he has his own, his own reasonings and whatnot. So it's, it's very interesting to see that, and I just wonder, why is that the case? Because he's not necessarily like that with everyone else. So hmm. he he helps out with people in the student council. He's a, he's very aware of his surroundings. I mean, we we've established that. 
Right. But he's never gone to such great lengths to protect someone from embarrassment or themselves or, or whatever, as he seems to be with Miko. Now, I guess you could argue Chica in some cases, like with the ramen and the garlic. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. That's such a small thing. But but ever since Miko's been here, it's, you know, it's any sort of any sort of uh, interaction between Ishigami and Chika is just one teasing the other rather than protecting in some way. So hmm. I guess you could say Miko has kind of replaced Chika. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> it. Um, but no, uh, what I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not entirely sold on it, but I think there's definitely some signs of a ship being built here mm-hmm. between Ishigami and Miko. And I think we could we could see them in the last volume as well. But I I, I wanted to just be kind of... He- I, I was just kind of hesitant, you know, just wait and see. But I, I think with this one, seeing how much Ishigami is willing to protect her in, you know, such a small little thing, uh, it kind of gets me a little more... Uh, excited, or a, a, not excited is the wrong word. A little, a little more willing to accept the ship. All right. So nice. That's that's nice. where I'm at. Gotcha. And actually, since we're on this topic, there's something I actually forgot to mention when we talked about the previous volume, which I think kind of maybe goes along with what you're saying here. In the previous volume, we learned just how both you and Miko have been looking out for each other kind of behind each other's backs mm-hmm. ever since uh, junior high, at least. And we learned that in volume eight, we learned that Miko, when Miko, there's a chapter with Miko and Osaragi where Miko brings up this old flower that she got from, mm-hmm. from someone who, some unknown person who, was helping her out behind the scenes, like without her knowing who it was. Mm -hmm. And that was when she kind of talked about what love is to her. And like, that's when someone is willing to, to uh, look out for you and help you out without necessarily taking any credit for it. Mm. And so, so we learned that in volume eight and in volume nine, we learned that you has been looking out for Miko behind her back ever since around that time. And, and in this and volume, Miko it, is looking out for her as well. Oh, look, uh, Miko, for, Miko is looking out for Ishigami, exactly behind his back as well. Precisely, and yeah, I just had this thought that maybe that flower, maybe it was you. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Huh? Uh, that flower, I I kind of had a I kind of had a feeling it was somewhat related to Ishigami, just because the fact of uh, Kosaragi is that or Osaragi, oh, not Kosaragi, Osaragi mentioning mentioning. Uh, you around the same time as the flower was mentioned so mm-hmm. it was kind of like okay there's probably some sort of connection there and also that chapter is called you ishigami closes his eyes part two. Oh, very fair it's a good connection but yeah but you know you bring up that point that um that's the way the way she describes love is, is exactly how ishigami is going kind of going about it and, and she as well oh and yes and her and well her as well so it does make me wonder i sound like charger being it's a making me wonder do they have a love relationship <laughs> uh, do, do they do they realize 
that they have feelings for each other? Or is this just kind of a, a subconscious <laughs> attraction? I don't know. I guess, I, I guess we'll find out. I'm really interested <laughs> to see the contents behind, uh, context behind that flower yeah. and uh, how she was get, given it. Definitely. Because I imagine we'll see it again. I hope so. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th this is all very exciting because, I mean, these are my two favorite characters in the story. Mm. So I would be super happy if uh, if they would hook up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, more about you, though. Um, obviously, yeah, that scene with him and Miko, like, he should have let her know sooner about the <laughs> earplugs or e earphones not being plugged in. Uh, if he had done it when it was just like the nature sounds and like stuff like that, it wouldn't have been an issue. But he waited too long. He waited until all those weird things hey, started happening. Hey, to be fair, how is he supposed to know? No, of how course. He he, there was no way. He, there, was, there was no way he could have known. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, and like just the fact that he tried so hard. Yeah. Um, and in the end, you know, he, he tries to drown out the sound of it with his own mm. voice. And and it just comes off as like as if he's making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's such a he's such a good guy, but he always kind of things go wrong, and then he's blamed for it. It's such a like yeah. A, and obviously, you know, his backstory was like just a big example of that. Mm -hmm. But it, it happens in smaller ways as well. <laughs> Indeed. Do you have anything more on you? No, I I think I'm I think I'm good. Cool. I have one last thing on him. Uh, okay. One thing that I took uh, that I thought was really nice in the very last chapter, he was the one that took the initiative uh, for them to take the group photo with a smile sensor, and that might sound like a small thing, but I think that's a like a, a kind of a sign that shows how far he's come, like how like he now has the, the confidence to suggest uh, the group do such a thing. Uh, I don't think it's something that he would have done earlier on. Uh, and I said earlier that I don't think he's grown, like the previous volume, I don't think he grew like an insane amount, but he definitely grew. Because I think he's still the same person and you don't, you know, just oh, yeah. transform yeah. like tremendously overnight. Uh, but I think th that, that that's one of the little examples that just shows how his confidence is actually far better now than it used to be. So when I read that, I, I kind of took it as someone who was interested in the technology behind it. That as rather well, than, definitely. Rather than who someone really wanted to picture. But at the same time, I, I, I could see him totally be uh, willing to or, or wanting to have that picture with everybody because mm. I think he's really enjoying his time with the student council and you know with people that he feels like are his arguably best friends. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, all right, then. Let's move on to Miko Ino. So, yeah, we talked about the chapter with her and you already. How she likes to listen to relaxing tracks on in her earphones and, you know, just the sounds of water, nature, grunting camels, encouraging words from hot guys, you know, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> I I was really shocked as, to see how low her self-esteem is, to be honest. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't expect, yeah, I did, really didn't expect any of that, but yeah, the, the encouraging words from hot guys... Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. That I mean, whatever she needs to keep herself, uh, well, sane. Mm. Is, I maybe that's not the right thing to say. 
Well, sort of. I, I think you was absolutely right when he speculated that her listening to those tracks was to help her cope. I think that, I mean, I don't really know why else she would be listening to that sort of thing. And I think yeah. it makes a lot of sense for her specifically because I think it gives, like, listening to that sort of thing, I think gives her a feeling of attention that she, I, I think that's been lacking in her life. Yeah, yeah, it, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Based on, you know, her parents don't spend any time, time with her. And, uh, and maybe even, maybe it even gives her a sense of romance that maybe she's interested in. Potentially, I don't know, but I'll, I'll, hmm. I'll, I, that's a bit, bit more of a long shot. But at least the attention thing, I think, absolutely. Definitely, yeah, definitely that. Well, and as as we see it a couple times in this chapter, she's very, she's still self conscious, and she wants to know what the student council thinks of them. Or as we and as we mentioned earlier, she hmm. was worried they had created a lying group without her. Right. So it's not, you know. There's definitely signs of her having those self-esteem issues and worries that people would would keep her out of groups or not like her or something like that. Um, so it's it's understandable why she would be listening to this. But it's also great that she has this new friend group, the student council, who you know really seem to really care for her hmm. and wouldn't try to discriminate her or bully her in any way so totally. yeah anyway yeah i think that was nice to kind of see because i guess we didn't really see too much of those uh things that she might str struggle with um but it's also nice to to see them re reassure her that hey we you know we we like you in the group yeah right yeah and, and i mean i think it it makes a lot of sense for her to have those kinds of quote, sort of fears or worries like that low self-esteem because throughout her life and you know she being the way she is she has had a lot of people not treat her politely or right. well you know she was bullied in 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 junior high and and all that so so i think it does make a lot of sense for her to have those kinds of worries about people even and and she you know she is still all things considered, pretty new in the student council. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to your point about her potentially wanting romance, mm -hmm. you know, at first I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if that really shows it. Maybe it does. I mean, she's she's a girl who has, you know, who likes to hear hot guys talk. I mean, come on, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, hey, there, there's, there, are, there are actually CDs like that, so. Yep. Uh, but... You also brought up the fact that the flower, and I had kind of forgotten about it. Hmm. But at that moment, she was talking about you know, real love and how fondly she was thinking about that flower. So, I guess in a way, yeah, she is kind of a otome, a, a maiden in heart, just kind of like Chica is. Like she kind of likes that romance stuff, but right. obviously Chica doesn't have anybody she likes. And I, I don't know if we can say uh, Miko has anybody yet, but. They both have these desires for romance, I guess you could say. Um, maybe it may, it may be more so Miko based off based off what we see. So I I think you're right in that assumption. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Going going back to what I was saying about the potential ship between her and Ishigami, um, she's so stubborn. <laughs> like yes, Ishigami went all the way to help her and try to 
you know, get her to realize that her phone was, her headphones were unplugged. But then she just blames him and you know says, "How dare you for for making fun of me?" Or he's like, "I wasn't even doing that." But it kind of came off as that, <laughs> to be fair. Did it? I mean, I guess it, it, it sounded basically. He was basically just kind of imitating the sounds that came out of her cell phone really loudly. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he tried to do a good thing, but it definitely, I think, came off as making fun of that. I think she's just being dense here it, you know he, he just got done listening to an embarrassing song with his headphones unplugged in yeah i mean can't you just put two and two together there come on well anyway <laughs> but i think well so first of all I, I this is something i i actually wanted to say as well regarding oh sure go ahead her listening to that like to listening to those sorts of tracks that is such a personal kind of thing to listen to it's absolutely not something you would like anyone to know that you're listening to, especially not a character like Miko, because because you know she is such a she wants to come off as so proper and and you know there for for her to be perceived as somewhat of a pervert or or, or lustful person like that would ruin her I think like in her in her mind like that would destroy her hmm. so like and I think her face says a lot at the end of that chapter where she realizes that everyone in the student council heard that like how mm-hmm. just broken she is so like I, I i totally understand just how how much that hurt her and i think also kind of how i guess being so sad over it or or you know just sh- shocked over it uh probably doesn't you know kind of made her lash out at 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 you there just because he was the easiest person to lash out at well i mean yeah she's if she's gonna lash out at anybody it's gonna be ishigami right um <laughs> no matter what and mm. i think to me to me I, I always took it that she just was really embarrassed i mean of course you'd be really embarrassed and that kind of thing not of so much that this is not the image i want to be portrayed as but anybody who gets listened gets caught listening to that yeah. unless they're very comfortable with the you know their likes and whatnot uh-huh. would be embarrassed if other people heard that mm-hmm. i think people would also be embarrassed if they heard them listening to some trashy j-pop song like what ishigami <laughs> was uh, trying to do yeah um, so, so that's the thing like i don't think he deserved the crap he got and no, i no, no. i i mean i see understand her being embarrassed but to automatically snap at him and not try to think clearly of the situation it just goes that she's stubborn and my point my point is with that uh-huh. is she at tsundere does that count if she's technically not if she doesn't have the romantic feelings which i'm not sure she has yet or at least is acknowledging hmm. is she at tsundere or is she just a stubborn <laughs> person i don't know you know like how do you how, how do you define tsundere because clearly we see we, we said in the past kage is a tsundere and Miyuki is a tsundere. Miyuki is a There's another, uh, I guess, Maki is. Maki, right, yeah. Maki is now a tsundere, now that mm-hmm. we know. Um, so, how many tsundere is we going to have here? Is this just a school full of tsundere's? I don't think so. I think Chika is not one. She's no. like the only non tsundere <laughs> in the entire group. Basically. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, that's just something I wanted to point out there and i guess we'll see what her development turns into or what kind of trope she is (laughs) (laughs) totally yep and we learned that she loves large animals for some reason 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe because she's so small, she likes large animals. I don't know. I guess I, so. I don't know why that would make sense, but I guess it makes Also, sense. I call... I call uh, bluff on the images of the of the hot men that she was having none of them had shaved heads so <laughs> um clearly that's wrong i was thinking about that as well but i guess i guess she she's fine with non-shaved heads too maybe maybe she's progressing <laughs> i like to think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh something something else that i'm not i want i wanted to get your clarification on is she a big eater is she one of the? Is she is she the trope or a tiny person but large stomach, or does yeah, she, just... she has a she has a big appetite. Okay. It seems okay. like. <laughs> or 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 was it just this, fried rice competition, for some reason? Uh, I mean, this is the only I guess example we have of it at the moment, at least. Mm. Um. But yeah, I think it's safe to assume she's a. She, she she likes to eat. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. if it's good food, which I think I think Kaguya, Miyuki, and you all made good food. And mm-hmm. regard related to that, I think it was really interesting how uh, Miko seemed to like use cooking like enough for a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. It seemed like because she held up the ten or the one, the ten <laughs> or the one. Like <laughs> uh, my my. Like what I feel or what I think or what or like my pride, like which one? That was the other stubborn thing I I, I forgot to mention. Mm, mm. It, you know, and she literally whispers to Chica why <laughs> she she gave it a one, you yeah. know, and she didn't want to see his smug face or whatever. Right. Um, so I won't. I will bring it up later, but it just mm. shows how you know is I mean that and and the headphones chapter got me thinking. Wait, is so. Do you do we consider her a tsundere here? I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's these yeah. these questions need to be answered, Petter. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm gonna burn my manga if it never gets if it never gets answered. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I will definitely hope it gets answered then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I I thought I, I really liked that part though. Uh, with like. Because she wouldn't have held out up the 10 there as an option if it wasn't what she mm-hmm. thought it tasted like. Right. Uh, so she apparently loved his cooking. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that, that's fun. That's nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Next time, they got to make it anonymous. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, they could have done it like with the 10 yen coin game instead or something like that. It's something so, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, she in in the in the chapter with Nagisa where she comes to and complains about her relationship problems. Mm-hmm. Miko is the only sane person in the room. Because I think more or Ka- less, yeah. I, I absolutely like Kaguya and and Nagisa are both way out of line in my opinion in that chapter. Oh yeah, no, they're totally they're all, it's totally way out of line. No, no doubt about that. Right. Uh, so like, I think Miko for Miko to be like the voice of reason was was fun. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> and she's also, uh, like, the last thing I have on Miko is that she was clearly excited about taking the group photo at the end of this volume. Um, which I think kind of goes to show her character growth as well, because that is technically going against the school rules, but she didn't seem to have that in mind at all, because she, she, she seemed super eager and kind of happy to be taking a group photo with everyone. Uh, so, yeah, I really like that development. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So for me, I think after this volume, I I 
appreciate her a lot more, even from a comedic standpoint. I I think I said before that I loved her, you know, little interests into the random awkward moments, and they were just hilarious and how they were done. Mm. Uh, but you know, we're getting little little bits of her character, you know, really personal bits of her character, and she's interacting more with the group, uh, not just slapstick wise, but actually talking and. Um, giving out her opinions and thoughts. Yeah. And now that we see that more, I, I, I see her like rising up in my, in my ranks a lot more. And I, I think I, I can see why people would really, really like her as well. Uh, she's not my favorite, she's not my favorite character yet, but I, I think, <laughs> you know, that she has grown a lot in my eyes and now I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward more to see, you know, where she comes in and, and what kind of comedy bits we're going to have. So Nice. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> so I guess that's it for Miko. Yeah. All right, then. Let's move on to Ai Hayasaka. Poor Hayasaka. She just wanted ice cream. Yeah, Kaguya ruined her ice cream. <laughs> that's, that's, that's low. It's a low blow. <laughs> that is absolutely. Man, the little joys in life and even that is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> And like Kage just comes there. Oh, I'm having the best day of my life. It's like, wow, that's that's great. Way to rub it in. <laughs> right. I I think for a character development standpoint, it was uh, we talked about the Miyuki part, but to see Miyuki kind of bring out or touch on the fact that you know, I I can see that you're kind of being fake or you're not being your real self. Yeah. And it's nice. It's nice to see your real self. Then she goes into her thought process where what you have to be you have to put on persona you have to be someone else no one wants to see the true your true self and it's interesting to get that sort of mindset behind her different personalities i guess definitely and so I, I it got me wondering again what is her real personality is it the person who uh quickly gets angry or is it the person who it or maybe quickly get angry is not the right word but you know when she was getting mad it, it, at the karaoke thing, Miyuki, that's when Miyuki Comet is, oh, I can finally see the real you. Mm-hmm. Is that, so, obviously that's part of the real you, but is that part of the maid, Hayasaka, who's a little more quiet, but still kind of teases Kaguya, or is that even a persona that she has to keep to hide her true self? I think. Like, I, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I definitely think the maid persona is a made-up persona. Mm. as well as her popular school girl like oh yeah those are like yeah those are like her two main personas husky has Mm -hmm. become a persona as well Mm -hmm. uh like throughout the story that that we've been reading um but i do think and it was explained i think it was in her character bio in one of the earliest volumes it said that she doesn't really like uh display her real persona much these That's days right. but she used mm-hmm. to do it more frequently when she was younger but kaguya kind of thought that was like she was a crybaby or, or something like that oh really i think it was huh. uh, explained if i recall and and that's why i or at least it seemed like that was maybe why she kind of didn't want to use or be like that much mm-hmm. because may, maybe because kaguya criticized it potentially although maybe mm-hmm. i'm reading it into it in a wrong way but that's how I kind of interpreted that. And 
I think definitely, you know, when she is at the karaoke place and she's getting worked up talking about Kaguya. Well, she's not naming. She, she doesn't say that. It's right. Kaguya, but yeah. she's talking about Kaguya. Your younger um, sister. Right. Exactly. And when she gets worked up over that in that kind of way, I think we definitely see the real Hayasaka in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Miyuki thought so as well. Um, because I think she definitely kind of loses grip of her acting when she gets that worked up. Yeah. And I think it's really sad that she has the mentality that you have to assume a persona if you want to be loved by mm-hmm. someone. That is sad. And hearing that, it got me thinking, why Why does she have that? Obviously, it's her training, but is it something that her mom instilled on her? Or is that something that she felt she needed in order to survive as a Hayasaka? Mm. I, I'm interested because we got, we got a little more... Well, past two volumes, we've got a little bit more about her mom from The Notebook that she kept to her not being able to come to the PE day. Right. So um, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if we get more of her mom eventually. But um, I, sure. I do think that the Hayasaka way has played into that. And she makes a comment about she was a little bit envious of Kaguya in her expressions and you're going from mad to sad to glad. And, yeah. To be able to express herself in that way, I guess, made Hayasaka jealous. So that, that was interesting. I, d- I did not expect that, especially since a lot of those emotions that Kaguya is showing are caused by what Hayasaka does or says sometimes. Not always, but sometimes that's, that's her own doing. Right. So it's very interesting. So I guess, I guess it goes back all the way back to volume... Was it four or five? I think it was four. Hmm? Where they're talking about the rules of the Kaguya ho- or the Shinomiya household. Right. And uh, talking about certain, like, you can't love or something like that. Um, and I think, oh, shoot. What was his hmm? name? Oh, it, yeah, Lucas, we had on. He, he mentioned that Hayasaka was kind of bound by those rules as well. At the time, I was kind of unsure what he was talking about, but now I'm starting to see a little bit how what he means in that they're both kind of warped by the roles that they have to play, and they can't, or they usually can't express themselves comfortably or be or be their real selves. So mm. it, I, I think it's it's. Now that I now that I have read this this volume and seen that 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 commentary that he brought up makes a lot more sense in my mind, oh, and yeah. um, I think that yeah to an extent Hayasaka is jealous of Kaguya's um, newfound love and her ability to express herself, even though I feel like Hayasaka seems to be a lot more worldly and knowledgeable than Kaguya Kaguya is about things. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason. Yeah, no, but yeah, I think definitely she has had an easier time. And I think that's thanks to, I mean, sure, being at Hayasaka might be hard in itself, but I think I don't think it's anything really compared to Kaguya's situation, having gotcha. to, you know, growing up as an actual Shinomiya family mm-hmm. member. So I think while they are on a, on the same scale, I think that, she, that, you know, Kaguya is far, you know, further on that scale. Um, gotcha. And I think... That makes sense. I think it, yeah, and but I think, you know, 
I think there's definitely some sort of some sort of jealousy from I to like how she kind of also wishes that she had what Kaguya has and I think her frustration as well uh makes sense because she feels like if she had what Kaguya had if she had someone that she liked ah. as much as Kaguya does uh mm. she would actually do something about it uh but the, and the fact that Kaguya doesn't or well she does but not very you know she doesn't take any big steps really <laughs> uh, and but but Hayasaka feels like she would have taken bigger steps and gotcha. you know put in more of a fight to get there if she was in that situation i think it's something along those lines mm-hmm. yeah that uh, that makes a lot that a lot more sense i mean i still i still think it's a little bit of what i was saying but i i think mm. i i didn't even think about the fact that she'd be jealous of her uh you know kind of love life i guess you could say her the fact that she has romance um mm. she even mentions mentions something similar to that when she's in that chapter trying trying to take a bath um oh yeah that's right it's a meantime she she wish she says i will i wish i was in love but that would never happen for whatever reason she says that will never happen i mean it feels like that sometimes yeah that's true yeah good point <laughs> I felt like that today. Uh, dude, same. <laughs> I was like, it'll never happen. <laughs> anyway, no more pity party. Right. Um, we we could all we could all you know go to karaoke singing with Hayasaka, right? Yeah, we or could... or by ourselves like Miyuki. Oh, by ourselves. Oh. <laughs> so also distancing, right? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, thank thank you for bringing that up. I think that makes it even more clear um, mm. this way. Sweet. And I'm glad I'm glad we're getting again, I'm glad we're getting character development for a character who's not even a in the main cast. Right. She I mean she's she's definitely a an important side character, but you know, she's not in every chapter and no mm. one's in every chapter really, but she she appears once or twice in a volume. Um and yet we're getting, you know, great comedy from her, but also the this character development. I'm just looking at Chica as like, do something. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Give me totally. something. <laughs> Absolutely. So like, I hate, I didn't mean to compare, <laughs> but you know, it's just, this egg in me, you know? Yep. Yep. For sure. I mean, I is definitely above Chica in my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she, she, she was my absolute favorite for a while. That's true. That's even. true. <laughs> um, but more on I is that she gets another go at making Miyuki fall for her in this volume. Uh-huh. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> was she, oh, she, okay. No joke. When when she put the coat above the window, I kind of I, I screamed a little. I mean, I didn't really scream because I have roommates. But if I was by myself, I would I would have screamed. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay, run. <laughs> right. Or or accept uh. it or take it like a man. I mean, however you want. Right. Well, I'm yeah. Just I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it was it was funny, and um, then we also heard or see or kind of from Kaguya's thought process, we learn that I becomes irrational when she gets angry. Although, mm. doesn't everyone sort of? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess to, there are some people who are calm even in their anger. I guess yeah, but, but I think but generally still, a lot of people yeah. do get more like hot headed uh, when they get angry. So I think. Mm-hmm. I, like learning that about Hayasaka wasn't like super like yeah special I guess I mean, but hmm. 
Kaguya, when, especially when it, it deals with romance, if she gets angry, if, yeah, she, she'd be, you know, flustered and whatnot. I don't think, yeah, I mean, I think Kaguya would be in the same boat. Absolutely. I mean, Kaguya has done a lot of remarks, especially with, with Nagisa throughout the, yeah. the series it, where it is, yeah. <laughs> she's like wait wait she's so emotional she's so blah blah like and then you know obviously Kaguya <laughs> has the same exact same like characteristics sometimes yeah <laughs> i think that's funny she's quick to judge but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh is that all for ai Hayasaka? yep i think that's all for me all right maki shijo wants to take action she's finally here Yay! All the way back in Volume 1, she was established as a future relationship advice client. And now, we're here in Volume 10. Finally! Almost 100 chapters we waited. Finally, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she didn't appear once last volume. And exactly. Basically two appearances for her. Mm. Well, one in the previous chapter, she was kind of just background character. Yeah. And then this one, she was the main focus. So it's oh, so, so great. I'm exactly. so glad we got it. And, yes. and it was basically everything I was hoping for. Not expected though. I did not expect her to be advanced Sundaray. Like this is this is <laughs> new levels for me. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of Sundarays in my life. This one, I've never seen this one as roller coaster emotion wise. I love. Oh my god, I love her so. I mean, I've said it before. I love her, and now you kind of know more about her, so maybe you understand better why I love her so much. But even though she is such a small character, she is. I, I have so much love for her, and I. It's hard to exactly explain why, but I just. I, I'm so intrigued and charmed by her somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but she is a uh, Kaguya's second cousin's granddaughter. <laughs> They're practically twins. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they have so much in common. Or, well, they seem to be a lot, li- a lot alike. Uh, well, yes, like, that, that, that is true. I think the exterior, I think, is where they are the most alike, though. Um, I mean, they are similar as well in, like, per- in other ways. But I think, like, personality-wise, I think Maki is a bit more in touch with her, sen- her sensitive side than Kaguya is. Mm. Uh, at least she's more willing to show it because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kaguya would have never gone off to two two guys that she doesn't really know that well I mean she, she knew at least of Miyuki I, they're in the same class but they don't seem to be that close or anything mm-hmm. uh, and and like to basically unburden herself to the extent that she did Kaguya would have never done that yeah I mean I, I think it goes to show like the difference in in their families yeah. Why they may be, you know, from the same family tree somewhere, mm. uh, <laughs> distant relatives, though. I, I think that Kaguya's upbringing was much stricter than in uh, Maki's in that case. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, like she, she has, I think she, she's spontaneous and trusting enough to, to be able to share those types of problems with Miyuki and you. And I thought it was great for her to, you know, be able to talk and vent about her feelings with with someone, because I, I mean, I guess I don't know exactly, but uh, it's possible that it's possible that she had never actually been able to. To get all of that out there, uh, mm-hmm. until until this chapter, so I think she needed that, and it was a good thing for her. For sure, I I said this a long time ago as kind of a prediction, 
and I, I still feel this way, and I, I think you agree with me, is that Maki is kind of the example of Kaguya and even Miyuki's fate if they were to never confess their feelings, uh, you know, and never um, ask the other person out, um, and then someone else comes along and takes them away from them. Exactly. It's kind of like evidence for them that, yeah, if you don't do that, someone else could take away your happiness. And, you know, you can wait for them to break up, but is that ever going to happen? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a good, is it a foil or example at the very least for them to see? Absolutely. And I mean, Nagisa and her boyfriend are also sort of an example of another yeah. another thing that exactly. you don't want to happen. It's basically, you don't want to become the loser. <laughs> right, right. Totally. Uh, so, like, that that whole kind of side of the story, like, their part with Nagisa, her boyfriend, and, and Maki, like, mm-hmm. they, they are a lot, of, in a lot of ways, they are warnings in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Totally. So that, that is interesting. Uh, but, yeah, we, we saw Maki, we learned that she intentionally suggested... To, to to Nagisa's boyfriend to to get the tacky heart necklace. Uh, I think it's a small attempt to to ruin their relationship there. But, oh, totally. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think she is conflicted though, like hardcore conflicted, because Nagisa is like her best friend, and 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 she's dating the guy that she has a m- major crush on, like. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I can't even imagine being in a situation like that. That's that's got to be awful. Oh yeah. I think out of all of the characters, out of all of the characters in the, in the story, I think at least when it comes to like romantic struggles, I think hers are the the the, the worst. Yeah. Uh, like there are other struggles that other characters have, but at least you know, as far as just romantic struggles goes, I think hers are absolutely the most painful. I I think. Yeah, that's it. Uh, she's kind of in a, a, a losing battle right now. Yeah. I mean, you never know what could happen, but still, it's you know, it's kind of hard to uh, wait for someone to break up. I mean, it, how is that gonna how is that gonna work? Although I do think she's going to try whatever she can to get them to break up without ruining her friendship with uh, Nagisa. So mm. I wonder uh, how though. <laughs> I, I do too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, clearly you've read more into the future than I have, but I, I do think even the even the chapter says she has two future collaborators. Um, True. <laughs> so they, I mean, in her mind at least, at least she has people who are gonna are gonna help her. Um, mm. We'll see if that actually pans out or not. Um, yeah. I mean, I personally I doubt anything, but uh, hilarious hijinks is gonna occur. But we'll see. Um, mm. but I do, I do think she was trying to sabotage or, or make the boyfriend look bad by giving her the tacky, tacky necklace. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I do agree though that she does, she does care for her best friend. Yeah. It's such a hard situation. Like I, I, I don't even, yeah, as I said, like, I can't even imagine how hard that's gotta be. Like it, it sounds like a nightmare if you ask me to be in a situation like that. Where like yeah, as you said, there is a, is a losing battle. I, I feel. Yeah, I can't say I've I've necessarily experienced that. not to this degree because usually I can probably just move on. Mm. But yeah, she seems not to be able to do so. She's 
got it really bad for the guy. So I, yeah, I do do feel bad. Right, because we learned that she was apparently even even before Nagisa's boyfriend right. confessed to Nagisa. She, even even before that, she was trying to take steps to, you know, get his love to win his, him over, sort of. And and here's the here here's what I realized when I was reading that is you remember how. Kashwagi's boyfriend. It's crazy. We still don't have a name. Uh, We'll never probably never get a name. Uh, How he said that Kashiwagi went up to him and asked, "Hey, do you have a girlfriend?" And he said no. And then they just kind of laughed afterwards. Mm. Yeah. And Kakia took that as them teasing him. Yeah, she was listening behind the door. He's like, "Oh, clearly they're bullying him or teasing him or, you know, making fun of him." And then Miyuki, go, you know, with optimistic view, is like, "Oh man, they're that that's code, dude. Like she's asking if you're single or you know wants to wants to hook up." Right. Um, but Kagi was actually right, I think, in that. It, well, actually, Kagi and Miyuki were potentially both right. So Kagi was right because I think they were making fun of him because Maki probably told Kashiwagi or Nagisa to go uh, ask that question. Oh! You know, they, she get she did that so that she could find out if he was dating someone or if there was someone he was interested oh in. Oh my God. Yes. And so, but to also make it look like that she just wanted to make fun of him. that Not that she's interested in anything, baka. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, oh. that is one of the steps I think she was taking Dude. in order to win his heart. Totally. Oh my God. Oh, that's so sad though. Cause yeah. I mean, yes, I'm it backfired totally, in the end. totally on board with that, but yeah. Oh my God. It backfired so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, oh man. I love that. I love that. And we kind of see like that kind of, because back then when we see that kind of story from Nagisa's boyfriend's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, what we kind of see from, from Maki in that chapter is well, the very first volume what we see there is like she's kind of yeah she's just playing along also kind of just teasing him and laughing mm-hmm. uh and in this chapter here in this volume we also saw that side of her where she's kind of jokingly insulting nagisa and her boyfriend mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. you know but of course we know how she really feels but that that, that is also i think what one side of her of her personality that she kind of has that tendency to jo- joke a little bit uh uh insensitively perhaps yeah <laughs> Uh, I guess that's a sign of her affection. But th- then again, it yeah. seems like she does it to everybody. So, well, at not. least, well, I mean, at least she does it to Nagisa and her boyfriend, both of whom she likes in different ways. True, true. So I guess it is an affectionate thing, possibly. Although she kind of, she kind of insults Miyuki and Ishigami. True, um, but I, you know, I think during that, throughout that, the course of that conversation, I think she started liking those guys. Like not romantically, but oh, like yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought I think she like started to respect both of them uh, in in some way. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was being very honest with them. She, according to her, she had nowhere else to turn. I guess right. It's the first time really talking, but anyway, yeah, that you do bring a good point. It's uh, it's interesting how some people will show their show their <laughs> affection to someone. I, you know, I. <laughs> I wonder, do you think a person at, to this extent, does, do, do they exist in real life? Uh, probably. Honestly, all sorts of people. There's all sorts of people. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Very interesting. I'd like to meet a real life Maki. <laughs> <laughs>
So one thing I noticed about her character design that I don't think I realized before is she's got a fang. She does. A little snuggly tooth. Yeah, snuggly tooth. I think that's one of her unique characteristics. Uh, in Japan, mm. I'm not so sure. In America, any sort of crookedness or anything like that is usually, you know, oh, okay, we can fix that with braces. In Japan, while they do have, you know, the models will have straight teeth and they'll they'll have braces time to time. But some of the times they actually promote and think the a degree of crooked teeth is attractive and the snaggly tooth is especially a can be a attractive point um which is so foreign to me having grown up you know watching american media for the most part and oh right with you know Mer- american celebrities and and you know the girls that i would meet and crush on and everything like you know I'm not usually looking for the snaggly tooth, you know, the <laughs> the, the fang. So, um, but I will say, ever since watching anime, uh, the fang look has kind of grown on me, honestly. Dude, nice. You know, I guess my horizons are, are opening. My mind is opening a bit. Awesome. So, yeah, go figure. Yeah, dude, I think it's super charming. Anyway, sorry, I, just, I guess I'm just simping for the snaggly tooth now. Dude, good. I approve. <laughs> yeah. uh, her her mood swings are, are cute, by the way, uh, as I think Ishigami kind of mentions. It's a roller coaster where, you know, she goes from, like, <laughs> being in denial and then, you know, just like, yes, I'm in love or something. Yeah. I mean, I guess I probably could save that for comedy, but I, I think that's such a key point <laughs> of her character is just how defiant mm. she is, but then she kind of gives up kind of quickly. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like, I, I love that as well. But but I do think it kind of plays along with her, like, how conflicted she is about her, her situation. It's like she has these two things that she wants to fight for so badly. She wants to be, you know, remain best friends with Nagisa, but she also wants to engage in a relationship with Nagisa's boyfriend. <laughs> um, and, like, I think that back and forth kind of is reflected in her personality as well. Hmm. And she is such a, such a romantic. Yeah, very. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, as long as he's on my deathbed, oh, yeah. uh, I'll be happy. <laughs> like, that, that went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. You know, she's like, I don't care who he dates. As long as he had my deathbed. I was like, <laughs> She's got oh. it bad for this guy who is a total mm. loser. Yeah, yeah, right. What what does she see in him? I wonder. I I don't know. <laughs> I really. And Kashiwagi's changed him so much too. That that in, yeah, well, true in, that. in at least in looks, not so much right. personality. You're right. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I I don't think his personality has changed that much. But in the in the chapter before the like the major Maki chapter, I thought I thought it was also really nice to see just how happy she looked in the little panels we saw of her spending some time with Nagisa's boyfriend. Yeah. Like, singing karaoke together, walking around in the, in the, at the store together. Like, I think, you know, she really cherished those moments, I think. Yeah. Uh, even though it was just for a short while. <laughs> I agree. I don't and, know how she got him to do karaoke. He's probably, he's because he's an idiot. She, she probably was like, oh, let's do karaoke. Oh, okay, will that help us pick out a pendant? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> At this point, I would probably like to get to know him better as well. Sure, I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. I mean, the, 
the the previous chapters we've had him with, I haven't gotten the best impression of him. Not to say he's a jerk or anything like that, but mm. I mean he's I don't know he 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 he's dense a bit. He's yep. Yeah, uh, not not the brightest, and I don't know. Like he has no tact, so For I don't sure. have the best impression of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really to say about him, but perhaps there is something to say about Nagisa. I mean, she and Kaguya are two peas in a pod, as <laughs> Maki says. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Or not yeah. Maki, uh, Miko. Oh, Mi- Miko, sorry. yes, yes. Yeah, sorry as well. I. Hey, no, it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Okay. Thank you Thank you for reading my my mind. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah honestly, I got it as you guys, I thought it was super uncool of Nagisa to, like, think her boyfriend was cheating with Maki, like, for those weak-ass reasons. Yeah. But she cool. trusts him. She trusts him. So she hired a private investigator because she <laughs> trusts him. Yeah. T- oh yeah. That totally. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That. Yeah. She. She definitely like. I. It's. I think before this volume, I really liked mm-hmm. Nagisa for a lot of reasons. But when mm-hmm. this one, I'm like, mm, that's not really cool at all. Yeah. Yeah. She was a bit extreme. Although, to be fair to her, Kage would have done the same thing. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind, she would have hired a private investigator. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, easily. One hundred percent, she would have done the same exact thing. So I don't know. I mean, at the same time, yeah, it, it's not cool. It's not good. It wasn't cool. She should have, should have trusted him more. Although, I hope she's more aware. I mean, if she really wants to stay with this guy, she better be more careful of of Maki. True. <laughs> um, I wonder if she knows. Um, she probably doesn't question. suspect. Or well, or, well, I mean, she did so suspect I, them to be cheating. On yeah. Her, so I guess, hmm, yeah, maybe, maybe she has. It's a good. Suspicion. It's a good question. She she might have a suspicion now, mm. uh, especially since she kind of gives her a warning in the beginning of Maki's chapter. And please, please don't go do that again. It, it'll make me worry or something like that. So yep. maybe, maybe she. <laughs> Maybe she's like, okay, you're on my, you're on my list, like, watch out list or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think after Maki's response to that, then maybe that would have like mm-hmm. gotten rid of any suspicions That's that fair. Maki's had. That's fair. Possibly. Although you think if they were best friends, you think Kashiwagi would or Nakisa would mm. understand that side of her, like, oh, that's just True. how she is. But maybe she doesn't really know the. The hmm. true Maki. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, it's hard hard to say right now. So, <laughs> with Kashiwagi, uh, I I, it, I agree with you that this kind of it, it wasn't cool what she did, but it it's also nice to see how much she uh, loves her boyfriend. True. Um, so that was that was sweet, although uh, I think the public display of affection and the 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 makeout scene was hilarious <laughs> but way too much yeah <laughs> uh, i mean I, she's like i mean these these second years are like 16 or 17 years old mm-hmm. uh so like I, it's like i can't blame them for like a lot of things that you know sort of are like this like acting a bit 
weird or out of line when it comes to these kind of romantic sorts of things. I think it's very natural for people in that age. I mean, maybe not, not not to hire a private investigator, but but like <laughs> making out in public in that kind of way that they did, or 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 just in general, kind of being a little bit uh, kind of possessive. Uh, I think yeah. as long as they're still kind of kids like they are, I don't think it's like too strange. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's fair. There wasn't too much else I had on Nagisa. Yeah, I I don't have a whole lot either, but except just to point out that they've been dating for six months now. Right. So that's more or less the start of the story. So we've had we've been here for six months. Yeah, it's also established uh, that this uh, volume takes place in the beginning of November, I think. So yeah, that's, uh, so time it has in, passed. Started in early May, if I mm. counted right there, uh, which I think was actually established earlier on as well. So it yeah, all adds yeah. up. <laughs> it all it all adds up. It's just yeah. it's interesting to put it in in sort of that perspective. It's like right. oh wow, yeah, they've been dating for half a year now. Yeah, yeah, that's not wow. bad. <laughs> and uh, Maki has been in pain the whole time. Mm, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, continuing with these smaller characters, let's talk a little bit about the headmaster. Oh, wait, did he appear? Oh, that's right, the camera, duh. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's definitely a bit of a creep, but I think he's probably, probably harmless. Uh, I think so too. He just, you know, the way he kind of interacted with the student council member, members <laughs> was a little bit uh, weird, but uh, he's still interesting though. Uh, yeah, especially he's like, oh, what if we just censor Kaguya's face? Ha 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 ha! <laughs> yeah, and Miyuki's reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But like, I, there was a lot of interesting things. Well, mm-hmm. my, my first thing I have on him is actually related to Miko, where he kind of, you know, tries to encourage her to. to loosen up and kind of want to not be too shy to appear on the photo and she she seems to get quite flattered by that and sort of a little bit soothed by it and i think that's because his compliments kind of sort of resembled her relaxation soundtracks oh yeah totally you know (laughs) exactly i thought i thought that was really funny and this is one of the instances where in the anime it doesn't really work as well, because as I said, this is part. This that this scene is in the anime, but the previous scene is not. Yeah, that that makes him that makes him come off as a creeper. Yeah. Without without that context, I mean, I mean, is he still? I mean, he's still kind of creepy. Yeah. And for sure. Ishigami makes the the comment about, you know, if someone tries to scout you, Maki, you better run. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so I don't know if he says in the anime, but I, I guess that can help. But still. Not having the context of that that she likes those words of encouragement and, mm. um, you know, kind of boosting her self confidence, yeah, it does, it does. I think it would make this scene seem a little creepy and out of out of place. But... Yeah, at least a little bit more, more creepy. More. <laughs> I mean, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not like really creepy in any. In any no, way, no, but, no, no. But it does, it does still have a little bit of that like old man perv kind of vibe, even though it's not, <laughs> it's not quite there, but it's just a, a mm-hmm. hint of it. You know, but yeah, like I, I thought that was a fun little, little kind of resemblance to that. So I also think that the headmaster is definitely very aware of the interesting relationships that are going on in this student council. I think because totally. he ma- he makes these comments. Okay, obviously he makes a comment about Kaguya and and Miyuki, and uh-huh. you know that makes her happy. But before that, he was you know. Talking about Chika and and Yuki, father, 
or, or mother son relationship thing. Yep. <laughs> you know, he 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 under he seems to understand what everyone or how everyone is, is bonded together or something mm-hmm. or something to, along those lines. Absolutely. And, and even even Ishigami and and uh, Miko he he put together. So I don't know. Maybe he's toying with them, or maybe he just wants to, or he knows that these kids are just stubborn and he wants to help them along. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. 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 I, it is definitely interesting to see like how seemingly perceptive he he might be. That's true. Uh, it, yeah. That's true. It's, it's either that or he's just like, it's just a coincidence, like the things he says. Although mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. It, it but, totally could be just coincidence, right? Yeah, just kind of for a comedic thing. Yeah, um, could be, or or he just really understands people. <laughs> um, but but you also pointed out when we talked about him slightly in the previous volume, uh, especially related to the flashback where Miko is kind of talking to him about getting uh, you back right. to school. Like he seems to be, you know, an understanding kind of person, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know he was having a good time looking at uh, at Yu's uh, paper yeah. where he just wrote like "screw you" or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, like, yeah, I think I think he's a chill guy. I do too. The only other characters that I have taken very very few notes on, very barely anything at all, uh, were the two guys that invited Miyuki to the group date. Oh. Uh, because we actually got like like a little bit of like backstories to them and like true, between the chapters. That's true. I thought that was really funny because obviously yeah, they, thought, are, yeah. they are they are nobodies to the story, yeah. but we we still got this like pretty interesting kind of little backstories to them. Yeah, we also got backstories last volume for a couple of characters. Not not a ton, but it, you know there was one like two people students who were gang or. or, or children of gang members and one was like a the prince of a lost kingdom or something like that oh that's right that's right <laughs> and yeah I, at yeah. the time i just kind of blew it off as comedic but i don't remember <laughs> where but i thought i saw them again appear somewhere oh really yeah i don't know if it was this volume or last volume i know oh. i forgot to mention it <laughs> but either way they appeared again so i was like wait a minute are these characters at, at, in any way reoccurring not not to the mm. extent of like you know a side character but just a back a reoccurring background character i don't know you either way know. they all have or a lot of them have incredibly cryptic and d- d- deep backstories so yeah cool backstories bro yeah cool backstory <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh did we miss any character that you wanted to talk about no no we good oh. we good cool all right then, let's move on to the comedy. Let me just say the group date, you know, those uh, two chapters, yeah. the music headphones and the fried rice chapters, hilarious. <laughs> like yeah. peak comedy in my opinion. Yes. So hilarious, so freaking good. Love totally. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and out of those like especially at least for me, uh the the Miko and uh and, yeah and you like headphones that was chapter. classic like that one not only is it like one of the funniest chapters ever it's also mm-hmm. really like it it gives us a an insight into into miko's 
well who she yeah. is and what you know uh which is which just makes me love this chapter so 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 much and as mm-hmm. and as well as that it also you know shows you's good side and like well, we mm-hmm. which we knew of already but just kind of shows us even more of that um, yeah but yeah i love that chapter so much and it made, made me laugh so hard <laughs> same same <laughs> oh man there, yeah. there is really a lot of peak comedy moments in this in this volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fried. So the fried rice chapter. Uh, mm. Obviously, Chica was a star in in her comedy bits. Um, yeah. But, but you know, everyone shined a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I got so inspired. I ended up making fried rice myself. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I haven't made fried ri- fried rice in a long time. You know what? I'll go do it. Um, I don't think it turned out as well as their fried rice. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. I had to use Vienna sausages because I didn't buy any Ooh. chicken. Uh, so I don't think the taste profile was as good as it could have been. Wieners. Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Wieners. Um, <laughs> I, I think Kaguya would have found my dish very hilarious. Although <laughs> yeah. she, she, she's, she's grown past that, though. I hope um, so. <laughs> potentially. I mean, she, she would just be able to do the calming ritual. At this point, yeah, <laughs> so true. Although she'd be like, "Why am Why am I in this dump to begin with?" If she's at my place, uh, anyway. Uh, so yes, fried rice. Mm. Uh, it, I I think just from a cultural standpoint, y- y- fried rice is basically that originates from China, but mm. Japan has kind of taken it and made it their own. They call it chahan, which is basically the Chinese word for it. But I see. almost everybody and their dog makes fried rice. Right. Um, I mean, rice in general is everywhere in Japan, so I imagine right. there's all sorts of ways to prepare it. Yeah. Mm. So, I never thought that. I mean, it, it's more it's more of a comedic bit, but there's some truth in it that everyone has their own way of making fried rice. So for a time, I was roommates with a bunch of different Japanese people, uh. um, and everyone has their own way of cooking. Even you know, no matter who you are. So it was interesting to see how they would make their curry rice or how they would make their fried rice, mm. you know? Um, <laughs> so I, I picked up things during that way. So seeing, so seeing how Ishigami makes it and seeing how, how Miyuki makes it, it was like, Oh, okay. I can see it that way too. Was, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Nice. You know, I should do it that way. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. sorry. For some reason that touched a kind of nostalgic, but, uh, or uh, yeah, nostalgic chord um, that made me want to make fried rice again. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely a rice junkie. Like, I eat rice yeah. almost every day. Uh, Dude, it's it. like it's like my go-to carb mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> totally. Uh, so yeah, yeah, more comedy. I think at the beginning of the volume was like the second chapter or something, where Kaguya well, Kaguya finds out that Miyuki is going to a to a group date, or well, before she think <laughs> before she knows it's a group date, she says that oh, I don't want to tie him down. <laughs> but then then Hayasaka says that oh, it's a group date. People might be doing lewd things over there, <laughs> and then Kaguya suddenly, oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I absolutely yeah. must stop him from going. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so much for not wanting to, wanting to tie him down. <laughs> Uh, although ultimately she probably had his best interest in heart you know oh totally cause because he was going him. into the you know a wolf or no a uh, sheep into the den wolves or something like that yeah yeah potentially <laughs> although I guess there, I didn't there weren't really too many women hitting on guys from what I could see it was mostly the guys trying to hit on the women it seemed like at least from what we could see yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. 
still a precarious situation that he eventually ended up alone in. So, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess it worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also in that in that in that part of the story where Kaguya was eavesdropping on on Miyuki and I through oh, the yeah. through the door in the karaoke uh-huh. place, that was that was one of the funniest moments as well, in my opinion. And that she heard those those sounds like, "Oh, you're so bad," or like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. Well, Kaguya walks in and she and he was. Uh, I was saying how bad he was at it, and yeah. Kagi is obviously blushing. So she's, she's, you know, her mind is going into interesting places, and then she finally figures out. He's talking about singing. She's like, "Oh, it's just that." Okay, or, or rapping. well, yeah, or, or rapping. Excuse me. And yeah, she's like, "Oh, okay, well, whatever." I mean, mm. honestly, like yeah, if someone tells me, "Oh, this guy is terrible," or "This woman's terrible at rapping," I'll be like, "Okay, yeah, so." But right, uh, I totally understand why she is relieved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially for the the scenario that she had in her mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, do you got anything else on comedy? I mean, again, Chica was just hilarious in the fried rice chapter. You know, yeah. Trying to trying to seem all professional, like she was in, <laughs> you know, Food Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she just totally falls flat on her face each time yeah, but the, so at the good. end like they end up throwing like a pity party for miyuki yeah. because he, ne- he doesn't put other ingredients in his fried rice yeah, like he's so poor he deserves to win this <laughs> it was so bad I, like, I don't need your pity points oh, oh my god yeah <laughs> oh man that is so, so funny good. yeah the last thing i got on on comedy was the chapter with nagisa uh, when she gets the heart necklace uh-huh. and how the guys of the student council think that oh that's such a good gift and the girls are like oh that's such a tacky necklace come on <laughs> that was really funny and also like after that uh when mm-hmm. nagisa and her boyfriend are kissing like seeing everyone's mm-hmm. reactions to that was like that was gold that was pure it was gold. So gold like and like we don't see like explicitly who said what but it's mm-hmm. so you can still totally tell who said what like you know you got you got miko being like all up in their face saying hey stop that you can't you can't kiss at school like um and and chica being like wow like being like all kind of kind of excited and interested in it um and kaguya being like what that counts as a kiss <laughs> but their tongues are <laughs> like <laughs> That, that that's definitely Kaguya and Miyuki being like, uh, don't don't look at them, Kaguya, and and then the obvious uh, classic classic Yu Ishigami being like, uh, mm-hmm. I want to die, so I'm going home. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, uh, I love I love that. Yeah, it was great. I love I love how beat red, um, Kaguya's face is. She's like the reddest <laughs> out of them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally it's like a whole new world has been opened up to her yeah she doesn't know about french kissing apparently yeah apparently not <laughs> yeah that was so funny so i guess we can move on to the last bit of the discussion the romance the first chapter of this volume i think had a lot of good romance stuff in my opinion For where sure. miyuki he you know he's wondering in what kind of way does Kaguya like him? Is it just like a friend that does she does she like him or does the friendship zone? <laughs> yeah, or does she like him? Like him? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like like that whole thing. Um, 
and and the part where he imagines like in his head he's he's imagining himself confessing his love to her and she turns it down but in this scenario that he envisions in his head she, the way she turns him down is a pretty easy and polite turn down i'd say mm-hmm. uh the mm-hmm. way he but he still kind of thinks of that as the worst possible outcome that that <laughs> th- those are the words he uses so i think i think that goes to show the fact that the fact that such an easy turndown mm-hmm. is the worst possible outcome to him. I think that goes to show just how madly in love he is. I agree, but I, I agree totally. And I don't mean to put a but here, but I'm saying but. <laughs> but right. uh, I think it's it's. I, I look at my own, you know, life, and if I had like a magic interest in someone, hmm. I think being treated like just a friend, and never being seen as a you know a romantic possibility would be worse than potentially being turned down because instead of having her say no or just how cute or something like that um <laughs> it it'd be you know and now now i i gotta escape the friendship zone which apparently is impossible to escape from uh i i don't know i mean I totally, I totally see where he's coming from. Where that would be the worst possible outcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, but I also think, yeah, it, it, it probably depends a bit on how uh, interested you are in a person in a romantic way. Uh, uh-huh. Because the, at least I feel like the reaction he has to that mental kind of imagination is so strong, and I think I feel like that, yeah, that definitely shows like he, his feelings are strong for her. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like it is interesting, like how how he has that kind of fear of being only a friend to her, and especially fr- mm-hmm. since the previous volume, he had he you know he was in a pretty bad place and uh, like not knowing how she felt about him, and he saw her being nice with you, and like so he had the, these kind of things, like maybe me and you are both kind of just in the like j- just friends to her, and that whole thing, and so during this chapter when they were conversing. And when she actually started, like, after he had kind of told her a bunch of things, like, nice things, compliments, she started saying nice things about him, one of which was that he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, to him, just immediately, like, oh, no! It's, <gasps> it's the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, then, but then she actually is able to clear that up by opening up a little bit more and explaining that that's someone, like, that, that trait is something that I want in my romantic partner or like something yeah. along those lines she explains so happy she went there yes i really am yeah I, I i was so happy for her to open up that that much uh and you know ultimately that chapter ended with both of them being super happy and like seeing <laughs> them both that way was worth so much to me i i love how they're like oh my gosh she was totally crushing on me and then and then kaguya is like oh what a leech yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I love it yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I love that chapter so much, and just how they they're both showering each other with with compliments, and uh, I mean, it just starts with Miyuki wanting to get Kaguya to blush, but it becomes this really romantic and nice thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So my other romantic one is the coins. I already mentioned how I I, I really like this chapter for for various reasons, but mm. I, I I like again how it confirms that you know romance is happening within and outside the student council because at least as I speculated or I think we both speculated that Ishigami is the one who 
um, is the other person who likes someone. But clearly, Miyuki and Kaguya are honest in the, with themselves during this game. Yeah. Um, and in that way are showing their feelings. And, I mean, obviously they try to trick each other like, just the same as always. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's it's still romantic in that they're basically confessing anonymously right. that they have feelings for each other. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> that was pretty pretty uh, dirty of Kaguya to be like, heads if you view me as romant- a romantic interest, tails if, if you don't. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, she definitely, like, she and, and she kind of used the excuse, like, oh, this is just like uh, using Miko's uh, questions. When really, like, yeah, no, it wasn't really, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to yeah. be fair, I think all those questions were a bit, you know, I mean, I, I understand why they asked them, but at the same time, it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Don't be like yeah. this. It's, that puts people in such a precarious situation. Right. You know? Although, although Kaguya's, and I think as, as is pointed out by someone, uh, Kaguya's question is very much like those types of games should go in the types of scenarios where they're played. Typically. Oh, good point. Good so, point. So she was kind of more, uh, well, in that, even though it was, it was probably, maybe it wasn't intentional on her part, at least she was playing along with what it would have been like if this was like a group date kind of thing. <laughs> oh, can you imagine being in a group date and then you said, okay, everyone who has a romantic interest in me do heads, everyone doesn't do tails, and everything is tails. Ah. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Self-esteem skyrockets down. That's why you don't ask these questions. Honestly, yeah. Don't do it. That would be... That would be bad, especially if you're asking the, that and you have an interest in someone and one of the other people there. Yeah. And then that, that's basically a hard confirmation that, okay, well, I guess those feelings aren't returned. Oof. I guess on the on the bright side, you know, you don't have, you, maybe you don't have to waste your <laughs> your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. I guess that's the optimistic side of it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, like... I, I'm I'm just thinking about Maki again. Oh yeah. But like how she, because I feel like we're done with. Well, like I guess I guess this is sort of about romance anyway. So I guess it's yeah. Fine. But yeah. uh, I'm just wondering, even if Nagisa and her boyfriend would break up, I wonder even then what Maki's chances would be. Like, because I mean, I think it's entirely possible that Nagisa's boyfriend maybe wouldn't really have any feelings for Maki in the first place. Mm. You know, that possibility always exists. So even if he was single, maybe even then she wouldn't have a chance. I mean, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... it's... <laughs> Obviously, I think Ma- Maki at this point is just like, as long as I can I can be an option, yeah. <laughs> as long as there's still a chance, I'm okay. Right, but like, yeah. when, but, but when she's... But, you know, when they're dating... Kashiwagi and, and the boyfriend mm. it, that they, you know, there is no chance but right. until they break up so true true but th- there's no yeah there's no way of knowing if he, her feelings would be um, requited yeah yeah I guess that's all I had actually though for this for this volume I'm done too alright uh, we talked a little bit about how well you said Chika has maybe fallen a bit in your favorite lists uh yeah. What, what is your favorite? Who's your favorite character at this point? Um, it's got to be Ishigami. Um, nice. Like I, I think I said last last volume. I yeah. I understand where everybody's coming from now. So I think I think with Ishigami, then Kaguya, um, 
probably put Miyukiya because I I know he's lower, but I to me he's such a good guy. Um, mm. I just re- have all the respect in the world for him. Totally. Uh, so <laughs> he's at three, and then I'd probably I think I still have to put Chica at four, and and then I think I'll go uh, I'll go Miko at five. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Kashiwagi is probably after that, but. <laughs> So, but at least the, the five student council members members are in your top five at least. Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, that's that's a good sign. I'm not sure where I put uh, Hayasaka though. You know, right? I'm still unsure, a bit unsure about her. I mm. like her, but at the same time, she hasn't like stolen my heart or anything like that. So I don't know. Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> For me, I think my favorite characters at this point, at this point, well, so after the previous one, you was absolutely my favorite one. But I think after this volume, it's a tie between Miko and you for the number one spot for me. <laughs> Fair. Because I, I do think this volume definitely, uh, you know, gave us some nice stuff about Miko. And, yeah, she will only continue to grow in, in my mind, as I, as I know. <laughs> uh, but at this point, yeah, they're, they're tied for the first spot. Second spot, probably Kaguya. Or, sorry, technically that, that makes her for the third spot, since she's after mm, two mm, people. Mm. Um, and after that, I guess... Miyuki, and after Miyuki, probably Hayasaka, and after Hayasaka, maybe maybe Maki, and then Chika. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Right off the bat, Maki Maki upsets Chika. You know, I don't I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's what I'd say at this point. <laughs> and I guess we haven't asked this for a few volumes now. Have you changed your mind on like who you're rooting for? Uh, to confess their love first out of the two main characters? Uh, mm, no. No, okay, gotcha. Still rooting for Kaguya to win the battle. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, alright. And I guess that's it for this discussion of uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter, at Manga. And if you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it as well. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all next time where we'll talk about Volume 11. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. off Mm, you were talking about something i know i can't remember